0: Dave and Bacon Safety Tales, the only industrial safety podcast that brings you common sense advice on job site safety, standards, regulations, and industry best practices without putting you to sleep. All right, we are back again. Welcome to Dave and Bacon Safety Tales. We did it again. We're back. So it's long. More spins completed. More spins completed. (laughs) So as long as even one person is listening, we're going to keep recording this. Yeah, I'm going to take that back. I'm going to say as long as ten people are listening. If there's only one person that's listening, I'm at least not going to be doing it sober. Yeah. Fair enough. All right, Fred and Dave here with Quad City Safety. Um, As I say every episode, please reach out to us. Via email if you want to, it's Fred at Quasity Safety, Dave at safety dot com. LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. You can get us with uh whatever. You can reach us if you need to. We're out there. So today we're gonna talk a little bit about uh, newbies on the job site and kind of how not to piss off your coworkers. So, I have been with Quad City Safety now for six years. Dave, how long have you been with the company? Uh, 20, over 20. So, it's been a while since either one of us had a new job.
1: And we're the yeah, we're yeah the it's been a long time crap. since I've gotten that title. Yep. So, but nobody ever likes to be that guy.
0: Nobody likes to be him. But, and I've been that, I worked a lot of jobs from 16 to about 22, did a lot of stuff. A lot of short-term jobs, but my least favorite one was when I was right around 21. I worked for a few weeks as a telemarketer for a credit card company, and so it was like a big which like credit card dis- distribute. Couldn't tell you. Okay. No idea. I don't even know if it was all the same ones or not, but like selling credit cards or no. Nah, it was mostly my area of expertise was. Uh, Someone would call. and switching somebody. Yeah, yeah. Trying, or trying to get them into a lower interest rate. Or, I don't even oh, know, okay. so I don't know was, what I was doing, to be honest with you. Probably just had a script, a script or something. Yes. Yeah, it was all computerized scripts, so it sucked. So kind of the the whole thought out there was that people would say, well you sign on, and at the time they'd pay 12 bucks an hour. At the time it was decent money for, for what it was. They're like, you can go through two weeks of training and then basically you just sit in the class for two weeks of training, work like thirty hours at twelve dollars an hour. You don't have to do shit, and then you get like a pretty decent check for a couple of weeks' work, and then you quit. That's like a, it was like almost like a running thing that people would do, and people would do it like once a year. I have
1: I have seen companies like that. Yeah.
0: So I did it. I made it a few weeks. So I was not there for the right reasons. I was already going in like, you no, know, this is not something that I'm going to do long term. Um, So, when I had my script, you'd go out, I sat through my two weeks of training. You'd look at just the other straight up degenerates that are in these training classes with you. Like, they don't have, they don't have, you maybe have a class of like 15 people, you know, that there's like a few guys that are in there that are like, they want to do this. They're taking it serious. It's probably going to be their job that they're going to try and do for a while. And then you see the asshole 18, 19 year old kids that are in there that, not the case. So, Anyways, when I made it through my training, it was time to go out on the floor. So they sit you there, you put on your cheesy little headset, you hit a button. You got called up to the game. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was out of AA, I was moved into AAA. Yeah. So you're still on probation, you still got Big Brother listening to you know your calls every once in a while. But um, your little script would come up, you'd start reading, and then you'd start with getting the hang you know, You're talking, you're mid-conversation hang up. You're doing, you know, you're talking, you're mid-conversation, fuck you, hang up, you know, you get all those type of things. So, it'll wear at you. That'll wear you down pretty quickly. And so, I definitely wasn't at the top of my game, but there were other people who were a little bit more combative than I was that were working there that were looking to get fired. And so, they do it, they actually have some dialogue with the the person on the other end of the phone to tell them, I don't like what you're saying to me. And, uh, so you said that you also did some telemarketing. Yes,
1: I did. And you made it. You said a month. So I made, wasn't quite a month. It wasn't quite a month. So you're probably it the was same literally year. like I mean it was it was almost like sweatshop flavor. So this is back in Kentucky, and we I don't think we got the training like you guys, okay. guys got. I think we literally like had some really shitty handwriting with about two sentences on it. Okay, but it was it was for kind of a home improvement place. So it'd be like this is. Uh, I don't even know if the place is still in business, but I don't really care. But best window in construction. Yeah. And we're gonna be in the area and we'd love to stop by and give you a you know, an estimate. Right. And you wouldn't usually get nothing. Or just to kind of tie it up, you would talk to somebody's answering machine for about like three minutes because <laughs> you knew that after you got done, you were going to have to dial it again. Yeah. But literally, when you would walk in, he would rip a page out of the you know out of the white pages and Is hand it to, and and literally hand it to you, and you'd start there and work all the way down, and you you would try. He'd want you to do a whole page. So if you can imagine, in four hours trying to dial. Know what would there be like four rows of numbers? I mean, you're literally like, Oh, kill me now, yeah. But, uh, yeah, you uh, didn't like what you were doing, you had a real low level of give a shit anyway, so you had to hear that on the other side of the phone, yeah. And you were trying to do everything but what you were supposed to be doing, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, (laughs) yeah, your
0: breaks, your 15 minute breaks, you're trying to cram those as close to a half hour as you can, oh, yeah, you forget to conveniently uh, clock out for lunch. So that way you're gone for an hour and a half instead of an hour, and then you get back and you, you say, oh, oh I, I actually left that.
1: Nobody's looking, you're bouncing pencil on your nose trying to to, to not dial the phone because you're... Taking like, the longest poop possible <laughs> yeah, so that you can, Yeah, yeah. yeah it's sitting there on your phone. But anyways,
0: I was going to say, after a few days, I knew that job wasn't for me, and I just stopped going. So it, was, it wasn't like I put in my two weeks or anything like that, I just... All right, Wednesday is my last day. I'm not going back to that job tomorrow. So I went quietly. Like I was saying, other people, you know, they don't go so quietly. Or They keep showing up until you fire them, yep. try to claim some form of unemployment. But their head's not in the game. They're not a, an enthused participant. And so on a job site, kind of, with all the danger and like people's safety, like if you're on a construction job site, the, the stakes are a little bit different than working as a telemarketer.
1: Oh yeah, I mean probably. Uh, I mean, the biggest thing, like when you talk about construction, is that you're you're talking about a dynamic workplace. Right. So by the word construction means you're constructing or you're building. You know, most people go into that. You know, that uh, telemarketing or that manufacturing concern where they're doing a very consistent thing on a daily basis. Right. It's it's a little bit easier to be safe in that situation then all of a sudden you're like, Well wait a second. Yesterday we there was no fall hazard. Now we're working on the second floor where I can fall through it. Yeah. Or, or there were no holes in the floor and now there's holes and you know, we're cutting holes in the floor. And yesterday I was using this tool and now I'm using this tool. Yep. So you know you that's a that's a good one in the construction is not static. It's a dynamic workplace, and then trying to make sure that you plan around the fact that you have a dynamic workplace. Yeah, cool. well, it's, I think especially too that even like
0: smaller companies sometimes it's. shit, Dave quit yesterday? We still got to do the Martin's job today. So yeah. Fred. You're in, you know. we got to hire somebody. we got to pick them up. This is
1: called a hammer grill. Yep.
0: <laughs> yep. This is a circular saw. Don't no, put your fingers in good. there. All right, you're trained you're, up. You're good. You're good. You're good. Yep. So, Measure twice, cut your fingers once. So a lot of cases, somebody's lack of experience, kind of unsupervised, can really be dangerous. So. so newbies always can run the risk of causing trouble on the job. Or people that just don't have the
1: paradigm, right? What do you mean? If they're if they're not they if their heads not in the game, yeah. they're gonna they're you know in a in a lot of situations it's like if you have workers that are on a lot of job site that have zero level of give a shit to be there, they're going to end up hurting somebody else because they don't they don't care right so they're not paying attention to you know they're let's say they're stamping their widgets or whatever and somehow somehow. Somebody steps into you know harm's way. They're they're not paying attention. Their head's not in the game. So I mean, having people that don't how to, how to say if people are in a job that they don't want to be there long term, they're going to end up causing somebody else to get hurt. Yeah, or it could I mean it could just be something that they
0: don't have experience doing. So like they start their intentions are great. They're excited to be there, but they don't know that. This respirator's I, I, a little bit uncomfortable on my face, and if I just pull it up a little bit, oh, now it's more comfortable. Yeah, So I'm just going to wear it like that.
1: Well, I will tell you that when you look at incident curves, if people are trained, and they show up even on a, on a, a job site, and, they, and their head's in the right place, typically, they're not going to get hurt. Typically, because they're they're scared. Right. You, you have that, you know, humans are scared of unknown. So once they get to where it's known, all of a sudden they're like, oh, Fred, screw it. You don't need to put that on. Just step out there. Quit being a wuss. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you, you have this double-edged sword, but if you have somebody that doesn't care and doesn't want to be there, you have a completely different entity. So I guess that's where it gets back into the whole, you know, safety is, is a behavioral science for the most part. I mean, a lot of what we talk about is personal protective equipment. Yeah. That's after we've identified something. Some bad shit can happen, right. given what we're what we're trying to do. But you know, in the uh, the precursor to that is to make sure that the behavioral based stuff is right. Yeah, so that's something. That, I mean, that makes it real important is
0: training. So if someone is trained well, like you said, they're most likely going to be successful if they have the correct like safety training.
1: If if they're trained and they're not complacent meaning it's new or it's fresh, okay. you know, so. Price supervision. supervision. I yeah, supervision. supervision. Uh, up, yeah. It can be job. It can be, you know, if you have people that are, you know, oh, we're going to the shit job. Yeah. Every now and then somebody else needs to do the shit job. You need to rotate so, you know, everybody doesn't come, com- that word complacency happens. Yeah. Just make sure it's fresh, you know. You know, it's kind of like, uh, I haven't ridden a bike in, I don't remember the last time my fat ass got on a bike. I can't, I literally... Uh, <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. But I know if I I, I... I could look at you and tell you, I know how to ride a bike. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm that certain that I could get on a bike and ride it. But I'll guarantee you for the first little bit that I'm on that bike, I'm going to have a pucker factor going, on. I'm going to spill this damn thing or I'm going to, you know... I'm going to get my pants caught in the spokes or, you know, I'm going to go through all this stuff and I'm going to be paying super uber attention to everything that's going on around me. Yeah. You give me about half an hour and then I'm going to, I'm going to be, yeah, well, I'm going to try to do something stupid. Like, (laughs) you know, uh, I'm going to do something stupid Yeah. and then hurt myself because I got over the whole complacency, you know, uh, and, I, you know, my brain wanted to go have a little bit of fun. Right. You ever seen, like, Napoleon Dynamite? Yeah. <laughs> Where he, he treat to, you ranks. know, yeah, you want to go, it's a sweet bike or whatever, and he goes to do that first jump and just plows himself. That'd, that'd be me. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I was going to say, so
0: newbies, they do risk causing trouble on the job site. So, as long as we give them the safety advice that they can put to use, Right away, uh, they're going to have a better chance to be successful. So we pulled a list here. Um, we're actually given a list. I'm going to credit the website. It's workbootsguru.com. He had a little thing was called, 9 Things About Rookies That Piss Off Construction Workers. So number one, standing around after ending one task instead of asking what's next. That's a, that's a, that's a major one. As a business owner, I know
1: you. You feel their pain with that one. Oh, my goodness. I mean, it's time to move the gravel. Yeah. They start picking it up one piece at a time. So, yeah, I mean, how to say there's this, there's the whole management uh, perspective that the task will expand to the time given it. Yeah. So it's like, oh, okay. You told me that that paid. should take an hour. Yeah. So it should take an hour, even though I figured out real quickly that I can do there's a minutes. shovel over there. That, and I, instead of picking those pieces of gravel up one at a time, I can just shovel it. Yep. Yeah. Number two, cell phones.
0: Oh my god. god. Cell phones on job sites. Gosh, in manufacturing, it's it's a major problem if they if you can have your cell phone in your pocket.
1: That's well, something that you're going to feel it vibrate a hundred times a day. And you're so you're, you're distracted and you're drawn to it. I yeah. mean it is I mean they're they I mean how to say I hate technology and I hate cell phones, but I can tell you probably once every three months I get in the car and start backing out of the driveway. And I get that like You don't have it on yet? Oh, I start <laughs> giving myself the pat down. I, I, I almost like become like nervously sick. Yeah, because I don't have my phone. And that's 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 awful, but it's real. Yeah. Number three, leaving tools on ladders. Got number four, interrupting someone when they're explaining what to do. That's um, that's, a, that's a real major one. Because um, usually it's the old guy that's just you know he's been he's he's been doing this since you know. Since he got back from Vietnam or whatever, he's got some little asshole that's just you know playing grab ass. Yep, standing in the way when you're trying to work. We got tools on the ground,
0: not asking for help when you know that you need it. I think that's going to be one that's going to really. I mean, not all of these are safety related, so that's one though that definitely
1: uh, fits into safety. Yeah, you know, leaving tools around, you know, trip hazards. Yep. I mean, even you know, one that's a big one that's uh, out now is when you're working at heights. You know, tool tethering. Yeah. You know, are you dropping? I mean, it's amazing how many people are killed every year in the United States because tape measure hit them in the head. From yeah. I mean, feet. I think like two people died from that last year. Not to mention nuts, bolts, screwdrivers. You know, it, it when you when you look at. The fact that it doesn't take something very heavy yeah. to drop a couple stories. <laughs> and, I mean, it's 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 coming pretty quick. Yeah. But I was gonna say the not asking for help when you know that you need it,
0: that, that's a fake it till you make it. That's like what a lot of people do. Like I got told how to do this job, and I got told exactly what safety measures to use while doing this job. I forgot, but I don't wanna go back and ask that question. To say, hey, you showed me this before. I kinda need a refresher course or you showed me this two weeks ago. I haven't done this job again and now I'm just gonna that, try and do it. We've
1: talked about this in other episodes, is it's the ability to go I, I'm ignorant. I am a, I'm an ignorant human being. Yeah. That's that's okay. Right. It's okay to stop, blow the whistle, and get a, a, I need a need a consult or a tutorial over here real quick. Yeah. Well I think I've I've called you on some of these
0: Topics that we talk about. and just been like, okay, I haven't sold this in six months. Yeah. And I know we've talked about this before, but before I talk to a customer about this, D-Dub, I need a refresher course. Yeah. Let's make sure. So, give the, cool. Let's make give sure you the, we don't. Give, give you the bullet somebody. points. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Disappearing for long periods of time. Uh, that's one that I've found at like multiple jobs that I have. Like where the hell did that guy. <laughs> that's probably someone like me working, uh, a telemarketing place trying to take my five minute poop and turn it into a 20 minute poop, yeah, yeah. You're playing
1: angry, birds. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Those minds aren't gonna sweep themselves, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and then the last one was borrowing tools and not giving them back. So, I know that's something that's pretty important for a contractor. You got to have the tools to do the job, and if somebody takes them from you and doesn't bring them back, it's gonna be pretty aggravating. I imagine. <laughs> So like I was saying, some of that stuff's not safety related. Most of it is, but the main point is to get the new guy up to speed fast, so that he and everybody else is able to stay safe. So let's move on to the dumbass of the week.
1: It's the dumbass of the week.
0: We'll call this guy Jared. Now Jared's a
1: smoker, Dave. What do you What do you got to say about him? Jared is a smoker, but. And this is this is this happened and he's an arborist. Maybe not a certified arborist, but he's let's just put it this way he's got a chainsaw and a pickup truck. Alright. So he's an arborist. And sitting there, uh, let's just say watched him fire up his cigarette, and then he's he's immediately messing with his uh steel chainsaw and fills it up with uh obviously with the old mixed gas Petro I'm not sure what mixture it was but right. he gets it in there uh, proceeds to uh, go to start it up gets it started gets it overhead raises it immediately overhead must have spilled just enough gas on there you, you ever you would go to fill up your lawnmower or something and you, you, you spill a little bit but yep. you just leave it there. Well he left it there and it kind of lit up because of the cigarette. So uh, we're talking a little bit of minor facial burns, a little bit of hand burn but uh, I don't think it was worth the cigarette. No. I, re- I really don't think it, to, you know, I, I can remember smoking back a long time ago. I, I did enjoy a good a good camel yep. but uh, I don't think it would be worth burning my face off. <laughs> no. Maybe a cigarette while you're working. Not the greatest idea. That's why they call them cigarette breaks. Yeah, but uh, again, but it's matching that whole, uh, did you need it right then? Yeah. That's what I think. I had a big tree that was cut down
0: in my front yard. Um, one of those ones that hangs over the house and hangs almost into the yard, and you watch those guys start cutting, you're cutting them down, and you're like, this thing could go haywire. That tree breaks left instead of breaking right, like they had it to play. I'm gonna, I'm gonna feel that coming through my roof as I sit in here. Yeah, that's uh,
1: those guys that are talented with that. I'll give them that. Yeah, they climb
0: up in the tree. They're sitting. They're in They're half sway. crazy. Yeah, they're yeah. just. It's like <laughs> never, oh, never oh, wear a oh. shirt. Yeah, that's like, a. <clears> I think <I've, throat> I think I've told you the story before, but the guys that came and cut down the tree in my front yard. It was a real shady deal where, like, you kept wanting money. (laughs) Yeah. It was one of those, we agreed, I'll pay half. Cash deal. I'll pay half of it up front, and then you'll pay, I'll pay the other half when you're done. So you pay the half up front, and then the guy comes knocking on my door on Tuesday when the tree's still still there, says, Hey, he needs a little bit more to pay his guys. And I kind of have to get stiff with them and say, No, we agreed, I'll pay you half up front, I'll pay you half at the end. But, my favorite part of when they were there is he had a little like portfolio that he was carrying around. Like you know he's got all his paperwork in there, his business cards. and all <coughs> So he's legit. Yeah, super he's got, legit. He's got a portfolio, of business legit. cards. Yeah, it was a business card where his name was written on the back of a different business card. <laughs> and it said.
1: I don't it looked know what like he names. printed. Did it look what? Have you ever seen the ones that are like perforated? So it looks oh, like, you like you they, tear they, them they, off they on a list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This it said like Dave's
0: Tree Service, and on the back it was said head and it had his phone number on it so I think he used to work for a day probably said insurance and bond in somewhere oh yeah, you know. yeah so anyways his I, I walked out after they left one day and I just saw a little picture it was just like a, a normal like Walgreens 5x7 or whatever picture was just sitting there in my driveway and I kind of walked over and picked it up and turned around and looked at it and it was a picture of a woman her about chin down chin to waist <laughs> No shirt on. <laughs> she had the St. Louis Blues hockey team logo painted on her chest. So no shirt, no bra or anything. Just St. Louis Blues painted on her chest. And he was carrying that around with him in his portfolio. I guess that should have been the sign right there that this is the guy for the job. But yeah. we finished. A little bit of a crack in my driveway from when the tree fell. but Oh, they, really? But they finished. tree okay. was gone. But, yeah, scary situation. So, anyways, that was our dumbass of the week. So let's move on to some email questions here. Number one: Can an employee wear a face shield as eye as primary form of eye protection?
1: Ah, uh, not the way the standard written. Okay. So basically, you know, any anytime you're uh, wearing a face shield, and it doesn't matter whether it's in an arc flash situation or you're running a grinder or let's say that you are using it to weld you should still have that primary eye protection on it okay meaning because again it's tight so you're you're trying to keep anything from you know how to say a lot of times people are like well I'm I'm not sitting I'm not doing anything I'm not grinding I'm not over the top of anything that's going to uh, to uh, cause me to, to have an accident well that's not what it's there for. I mean that's primary what's there for but if you're walking through the shop and you're over, you know, you're across the way doing something, and something kicks out, you know, you should have, you know, how to say, a good coverage around your eye. And, I mean, you're even seeing the fact that that's not good enough to where now you have the foam back, you know, glasses or a sealed fit, almost like a people call the spiegel or, you know, almost a goggle fit of a glass. So um, while I get that people would have a, a sense of security with that. Yeah. It's still a, kind of a false sense of security. Yeah. I, I wonder if that's something that people, if that's like a common
0: thing that people know. Because I know that when I, I mean, until I would have heard someone like you tell me that, like I would have assumed I got this thing covering my entire face. Yeah. I'm good. Like what about some of the face shields that have like a, like a, up or they're rounded like they have like a chin cup on them blah, yeah is well that, I
1: mean like, does that
0: alleviate some of that or is the standard still
1: uh, just wear glasses like, well a chin hand? cup uh, you know for, for uh, art flash is keeping that uh, basically the cataclysmic fire flame from rolling up under there oh, so, so it's only, kind of it's so it's, it's kind of, for art flash what well no I mean there are no, chin so cups for that. other okay. Other, okay. Other, okay. other I'm just saying in that case yeah versus yeah there's chin cups that are you know that are designed to keep stuff from, from bouncing up or whatever. Okay. But there's
0: still probably ways that stuff comes from behind or something creeps down
1: and can get into your eyes and
0: dust particles. Well, most people, space uh, face shields aren't like tightly fit against your face.
1: usually, usually, let's say if I'm in welding or I'm in an arc flash, I pull it down and I'm going to do my job and then I pull it up and what's well, my eye protection? Yeah. So, so, you know, it's your, your primary, primary source. Okay. Number two, um, do
0: traffic cones have to be striped on a construction site?
1: That's a kind of sticky one. It's a sticky wicket, just because. Yes and no. I mean, part of it depends on, uh, you know, if we're doing uh, construction around roads. Okay. Obviously, we're gonna we're gonna fall under you know more traffic DOT type of situations okay. then, Theoretically, the striping is more for those than anything. Okay. So I guess that's one that, you know, if we're doing any kind of construction where we're building roads or we're in a roadway building something, the argue, you know, the argument would be satisfied by yes. Okay. But if we're just, you know, we're out in the middle of a field throwing stuff up, then, you know, really technically no. Do you know offhand how any of that, like,
0: like the different stripes – What's the, what's the reasoning for the super huge cones? And some have two stripes and some have three stripes. And the colors of the different stripes, like, is it just all different? Usually, like, a DOT standard for different states? Yeah, visibilities
1: and different and different, okay. different classifications. Okay. All right, the third one I got. Just like vests, you know, you have a class two and a class three. You know, there's, there's just different requirements there. Different areas require. Some of them have the orange...
0: Striping around the reflective striping and all that stuff for Is it different usually it's like different states like I feel like Illinois Has you aware has to have like the orange on there and in Iowa you just have to have the reflective striping
1: No, theor- theoretically. The I mean, it's all how to say Those are that, There's no requirement there. You just have to have so many Inches of a background material with okay. so many inches of a a uh, retro-reflective. Okay. But, you know, to again, you're trying to, you know, the whole premise is, I don't want to look like a barrel, okay. you know. So th- that's kind of where, you know, class three came from is if you, you know, if you're in a work area and all of a sudden you're seeing these things, vests look like that. So... Around h- higher speed roadway where you have barrels, all of a sudden class three. Well, the barrel now has arms, so you know there's diff- different ways to look at it. You know, heights is can be can be a number of different things.
0: Okay. Last one I got is: can we launder different types of gloves? And I actually don't know the answer to this.
1: Like, um. Most gloves you can launder. I mean, there's going to be stuff that obviously is not going to launder well. I would say that... The leather, I would think. The leather is, I mean, it's how are you going to dry it? Because once you dry it, it's going to become stiff and hard. Crispy,
0: yeah.
1: Um yeah. Here you go. You take a, a glove that's made of PVA, polyvinyl alcohol. You actually put it in water and it will dissolve. Okay. <laughs> you know, so there's, there's certain there's certain things that would go... No, but most gloves, yeah, you you can you can wash, but a lot of them, you know, some like uh, let's say like an aramid fiber, so something that would be Kevlar or Tarwan or you yeah. know, you wash those and they get really fuzzy because the fibers don't launder real well, real well. But you take a high density polyethylene, HDPE, or Dyneema, or you know Spectra, or you know the million names that are out there for it yeah it, it'll launder okay. okay but then it gets into how do you when you launder it what do you launder it with right if you take if you take an aramid fiber and you use bleach it will it it's it's the it's the damnedest thing but you can actually tell how much kevlar is in some is in um how much of the actual compound is in there, but if you just take high-potency high bleach and pour it over kevlar, it'll dissolve the kevlar out of it. Huh. So, huh. I mean, you can tell, you know, how pure the kevlar, you know, specifically is and so on. It will eat it. So That's so watching it, how to say, usually uh, there'll be laundry, laundry specifications with stuff, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Okay. So, yeah, you can launder it, but... In those cases, you know, certain fire, certain, uh, uh, let's say Art Flash clothing or clothing for NFPA 2112, there'll be washing requirements that say wash it a certain way. Right. Um, you know, same thing with, with, with uh, some of the materials and gloves. Okay. Is that something that,
0: like, most companies, they have, like, listed how you wash their gloves? Like, if I had,
1: like, cut-resistant gloves... Is that something that they
0: put in there?
1: Uh, typically, if there's a requirement, they 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 will. Okay. You know, they'll usually say if it'll launder well or launder well or not, and then there's usually you can find, but you got to dig for it. They don't yeah. just come right out there and say it. Yeah. Okay. I, don't, I just feel like I've never seen when I was researching <coughs> gloves and like
0: here's the abrasion statistics and here's the cut statistics. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I don't ever seen launder stuff on there so. I'm curious, but I know I've talked to customers of mine that have
1: longer gloves. Like, yeah, no, it's... Or that's it's, an important thing to It's the actually pretty saying. commonplace. Okay. You know, where, how to say, they get some level of a light soil, but you don't need to, you know, you haven't really killed the integrity of the glove. Yeah. Then why not use it again?
0: Is that something that...
1: Might affect the actual
0: integrity of the glove though. Washing it, like a cut-resistant glove, fiber. but that's where I'm saying
1: is you take a you the you take a Kevlar glove, right? Okay, and let's say it's plated Kevlar, so that means that it has Kevlar in it, but it's not a, it's not all Kevlar, right? And then you run it through you run it through a a, a laundry situation that has bleach, it's not going to be as cut-resistant. Right. Because it's going to actually chemically modify and pull that, you know, uh, that aramid fiber out. It's going to dissolve it. So it's one of those things that if you're going to do it, you better make damn sure you can do it with the glove that you're using. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there's certain cases also. It's like, you know, what, what, you know, I've seen situations where. There may be metal shards around something, something, and they wash it, and then the next person goes to put on the glove that's been washed, and they get cut because there's a metal shard in it. Okay. Um, think about all the chemicals and compounds that can be around stuff. Is You just got to pay attention to what you're doing. Yeah. Is you know, But there is a possibility that if you're doing it right and you have a program. Yeah, so but I'm just saying all of a sudden this guy that's over here dipping his hands in methyl ethyl ketone, he doesn't need to draw, he doesn't need to throw his gloves with everybody else's gloves so yeah. it, does that wander out I don't know but I'd rather not you know all of a sudden <laughs> rather have just it toss leaching, that in, leaching into my skin yeah. you know I all mean right. we're we're all going to die at some point there's no way to really speed the process up
0: so back to a little bit of the new guy on the construction site seems like the new guy always gets a nickname I know uh, being named Fred, I started a job. I was working at uh, a Lowe's, and for some reason, the, the little, you know, 18-year-old kid <coughs> working around grown growing mad, they all just decided to call me Derf. That's just my name backwards. It was just Fred backwards was Derf. And think so of I, you told me that. I got to be Derf for like nine months. You know, you go out to a bar, you're trying to hit on a girl. Actually, I actually met my wife at that job. And I was DERF. So she was able to overcome the fact that my nickname was DERF when I worked at that job. So, some other nicknames I've had in my life. I was Tank as a baby.
1: See, I don't see that because you're not really. I mean, no, somebody I, would look at. I was a skinny like kid. Like, if we were sitting there and they were like, which one of
0: us was named
1: Tank? Or, right. I, I would get Tank. How big of a baby were you, though? Not really big. Oh, yeah,
0: see, I was like a nine and a half. I didn't pounds. swell till later. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm trying to get uh, get up there, but yeah, I was always I was a very skinny little kid, and so I was but I was tank. And then you're always lefty when you're a left-handed athlete. Yeah, you, know, you get lefty a lot. I had a boss that called me Flintstone for being Fred, Fred Flintstone. Flintstone. And then my last name is Redunzel. So anytime that anyone in the history of the world has ever read Redunzel, immediately Rapunzel comes That's into their head. Probably
1: so, the one of the first ones I remember yeah, messing with. See the Freddy Krueger
0: or Rapunzel or Redunzel let down your golden hair or something something to that to what about you nicknames
1: well I'm Dave White so obviously I got uh, White been, Dave uh, White Dave Whitey I mean Whitey. so man, lots I'm of plays playing, on your last name a lot, lot of plays that way but let's see here Piggins and Pork Chop because I was always just kind of the, the chubby kid okay and uh Bubba? You were you ever a Bubba? I was never a Bubba. <laughs> but probably the one, you know, I go to my college age and I was I was referred to as Sticky. Okay. And so that was I never really got it, but sure. You don't um, know how you got the nickname Sticky? Uh there's a long story, but I'm I i do not feel good about <laughs> <one to it. laughs> what I to it. That's it. I had a I had a, a brief there's period. always a reason. There's a always a reason. I had a brief period where I was called Bo, and I prefer not to get into
0: <laughs> why that was, <laughs> that was. a very odd thing. There you are. <laughs> um, so I got some some famous, my favorite nicknames. Most of these are sports, but I guess some non-sports ones. You got Duke, right? Yep. That's not, the Duke, right? The Duke. Yep. You know? So there's some some musicians out there that probably have some good nicknames. I don't know why. None of them are coming to head. But so my sports ones, I got Babe. I like the Iceman. It was with George Gervin and uh, the fighter, Chuck Liddell. Yeah. So the Iceman. Magic, of course. You get the round mound of rebound. I like Johnny Football. That's that's one of the... I think that's a good nickname. I do like the mailman. The man. mailman. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Dr. J. I had a guy that went by Dr. J in high school. He was a guy that loved weed. <laughs> <laughs> Called him Dr. J. Did, did he have the whole... 70s afro thing no or he didn't have that white blonde, curls. blonde
1: oh, okay. curls called himself Dr. J so the rocket nothing's worse than when people give themselves their old nickname he didn't I don't think he gave No, nah, he might have given it
0: to himself he decided to be Dr. J yeah he liked to be that. I'm just
1: gonna be that guy it's like
0: no you're not you're not Dr. J dickhead <laughs> yeah. yeah the rocket Roger Clemens I love white chocolate do you know white chocolate well, Jason
1: Williams uh, Jason Williams, but uh, did they? Didn't Fran McCaffrey maybe get called that? A was he called White too? Chocolate? Yeah, and the White Jesus, wasn't he? Maybe that's what it was. It was it, somehow he was he was well. I mean, uh, oh boy, that that kid. Did he come from Florida State or whatever? Who? Jason Williams? Yeah. Florida. Florida. And I mean, you watch some of the crap that he did. and It's like, yeah, yeah, it was you, a perfect nickname. You can be called that. Yeah, yeah. The, I love the Flying Tomato. <laughs> he's I'll tell you I just got done watching the Olympics yeah I want the long hair back if yeah. the flying tomato is going to do it I don't need his like cleaned up I mean although all, my wife did say when does
0: Sean White get hot she told me that. I'm like he's not <laughs> not good looking but yeah so, so it might be working for him you know maybe he's he's got some better numbers I don't think he's got to worry about that no
1: I'm sure he's got some, I, enough I, enough loot and he's uh, got street cred yeah, yeah. With all the people in the half pipe. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that guy's got to be, what is he? 31 or 32. Is that it? hmm He started, That yeah. was his fourth Olympics or something, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I think he was like 18. Well, four times four is 16. So I'm telling you, he's like
0: 32. Be. He's 31 or 32. So maybe he wow. was 17. He had to be Maybe it was his third Olympics. I don't so, know. Yeah, maybe it was but his he, third He But he, he got it done. Yep. Got, got it Gold. Pistol Pete—that's got to be the greatest nickname of all time.
1: Well, and why did he? Why did his career end early? Pistol Pete. Yeah, I don't think it did. Did it?
0: I know he died pretty young,
1: but I don't Maybe think his career that's what ended.
0: It was. Did he, his life ended early. Yeah, I don't think he wasn't, his career. Yeah. So I think he was one of the. He was on the list of the like most points in NBA history. I think.
1: Yeah, it was stupid, but I mean. One of those guys that could just make it from anywhere. And he's
0: college, right? Isn't he college all-time leading scorer? Or did that get passed up? I think he's the.
1: I think Division One. I think so. I think one of those kids in the, like Division Two or something. Passed him up. Passed him up.
0: Right. And then I got my uh, the Pillsbury Throw Boy. That's your Kentucky boy. I'm surprised you know.
1: Oh hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lorenzen
0: Jared Lorenzen the Pillsbury yeah. Throw Boy. Yeah. So that was my list. I got some The only, like. Three hundred and twenty-five pound quarterback. Have you seen any videos of him anytime recently? Uh, he's playing in some semi-pro league in Kentucky, and he's like three hundred and fifty pounds playing quarterback, and they just show like guys trying to tackle him, like he's like jaunting through, and people trying to pull it out. Well, the he's, he's like pounds. Pounds. he's like a bit Ben burger or whatever. <laughs> they can't throw as well because he can't move his joints. Well, yeah, yeah, so. Well, anyways, that's going to be it for us today. So, we highly suggest telling the new guy on your crew how to find this podcast. Um, we got a lot more for him and you in store. So, hopefully, you stay tuned for next week's episode. Just want to help a few more people make it home safe tonight. So, if we can make safety kind of seem like a, a common sense thing to one person, something that everybody can talk about, then that's good enough for us to, to go earn dinner here.
1: Yeah, it's going to make me happy.
0: Yep. So, once again, thank you guys for listening. Uh, We'll be back next week, but if you need your fix before then, you can visit the Quad City Safety blog at QuadCitySafety.com. Tell us what you think in the comments. um, Ask your questions. Jump into any of our social media conversations and, and really get involved. So we'd love to hear from you. So don't worry. We'll always cook up enough bacon for everybody, so safety's got no quitting time. We'll see you next time. Take care.
1: Thanks for listening in to
0: Dave and Bacon's Safety Tales, brought to you by Quad City Safety. Send us your questions on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter at Quad City Safety, hashtag safety tales, or email them to Fred at quadcitysafety.com. He's the guy keeping this mess of a show in line. And if you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. It's a kick-ass way to show that you care about safety.